and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. What's your favorite plant? My favorite plants. Okay, I've got five top five favorite plants. <laughs> oh, let's run boy. down the list and do a detailed Ooh, an exclusive top to? five off of Facebook on the podcast, guys. Okay, coniferous tree number one, mm-hmm. number two, maple. Coniferous Com- tree sounds like given a name. lot. Of, these are a lot of trees, Marty. It sounds like you looked up trees on Wikipedia. <laughs> number three, deciduous. <laughs> number four, redwood, and of course, number five, the Venus flytrap. I got a couple. All right, Kelly, top ten. Let's hear it. Number five, white widow. Number four, Pineapple Express. Yeah, baby. Oh, Number three, JK47. Ooh, JK Number Rowling. two, <coughs> White Widow again. And number one, you know him from the fucking James Franco, Seth Rogen movie, Pineapple Express. What's up? <laughs> Kelly, I hate to break it to you. You said Pineapple Express two times. I said White Widow two times. Too. What? <laughs> yeah, well, who's stoned out, idiot? <laughs> Scott, fair plans. All right, uh, grass. Ooh, number five. Shit, I meant to put that one on mine oh, wait, as a goof listen. though. Yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, no yeah, grass. Do number four. Do number four. Devil's lettuce. Bud. <laughs> number three. We number two. Pond scum. <laughs> Number one. And devil's lettuce. Hashish. Hashisha. Hashisha. Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs. <laughs> a podcast about fucking newbage. The craziest thing is that Marty's the biggest stoner of all of us. <laughs> yeah. Marty, what? you look like Towley right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. Isn't that from South Park? Yeah, it's from South Park. Yeah. Don't know the but difference. Here's, here's how you describe Towley. He's a towel, but his eyes are red because he smokes so much. Pot. Mm, yeah. I don't partake. Uh, liar. That's what, yo, that's what you put <laughs> plants in, yo, right? Here's a new... Marty, say that one more time. I don't partake? Bzz, bzz, bzz. That's our new lie detector, bro. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be obnoxious because we're doing this... Um, wait, what... What? Week is it? <laughs> it's the last week in March. It's March. It's the last 20th. week. Of okay, March so we got plenty of time before. Welcome to March twenty. Okay, so you can re-listen Listeners. to this on four twenty. Yeah, we're gonna do Cheech and Chong. Uh, do the high stuff yeah. for March for April twenty. I mean, if you're a true fan, Cheech and Chong smoke 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 Cheech and Chong smoke weech from Bong. If you're a true fan of the Ganj guys, you smoke weed. You smoke like it's 420 on 325, which is when this episode comes out, baby. You rev that fucking song. (laughs) This week we're reviewing Little Shop of Horrors, a 1986 musical adaptation of the Broadway musical of the same name, which itself was an adaptation of a 1960 Roger Corman movie titled... The Little Shop of Horrors. Which itself was an adaptation of Faust, a German expressionist <laughs> film from the 1920s, which itself was based on the novel written in the mid-1860s. And you know when that novelist wrote that book, he was, was smoking the gorge. And smoking up the way. All right, I'll the leader reference. Directed by Frank Oz, famed actor, puppeteer, and director, the movie is about a flower shop assistant named Seymour Krillborn who buys an odd plant... Sorry, buys. He finds an odd plant that grows and grows from feeding on he human blood. Yes. <laughs> in blood. No, no, he And money, too. No, he found... Oh, yeah, he does he buy says, it. You're he, right. buy I think it. he says the God, exact yeah, price he right. buys he it for. He does buy it. Yeah. For 
69. And Marty claims to like this movie. And Scott already said it's basically Faust. I also want to give one fun fact before we go too far into this. Rick Moranis does sing all of the songs in this movie, which was yeah. a fun fact. All right, fact, my know. turn for a fun fact. We're doing okay. a little round robin of fun facts. Here's okay. my fun fact. Uh-huh. Kelly, on This me. movie is a cult classic, specifically this cult. Between Scott and Martin, they do not stop talking about this fucking film. This is one of my favorite movies ever, and for sure my favorite musical ever. You know what my uh, porn star name is? What is it going to be? Rick Moranis. <laughs> it should be Dick Moranis. Nah. No, that's too much. Punch too up, much. baby. It's a hat on a hat. Too much. So, gentlemen, Kelly, you had not seen Slow Stop of Horrors before. Nope. Scott, of course, had. <laughs> Scott wanted to do this for the podcast, which I... I'm going to isolate that and use it <laughs> nope. as a kick drum. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, this was a movie you wanted to do for the podcast specifically. Yeah, baby. Uh, yeah. Could you tell me why? Because it's a little hard to justify it, I guess, Oh, a we don't bit. have to... A little we bit. Take, we can, okay. Well, we don't have to do that. Episode. I'll explain it. If you don't want. Scott. No, no, no. We don't have to do it. We can talk about a movie. No, I if like. you don't think it applies, Scott, we just won't include we'll just we can just uh delete it. it. And, yeah, delete or just put it in the arc. We can combine this with the the, the cold. We'll throw it on the pa- the Patreon. The last episode. We'll put it on the Patreon. We'll Kelly and I's Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, we as a staff. Why did Here's I want to my do this movie? Is that your question? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. My explanation is Scott watches this monthly, so he figured two birds, one stone. Yeah. Why do you watch it monthly, Scott? Because it's good. Yeah, it's a banger. This is a really good movie. <laughs> you immediately agree? What yeah. the hell? No, this movie, I, I have no problem with it, like us doing on the podcast, because I do think... It's, well, it then is. why are you... Uh, I was you just asking. You, pointed, just, you took the light probing. hanging above both of us and pointed it at my face well, and I leaned forward probing. on the table. I, I wish to, we had a hanging light. That'd be fucking cool. It would, it would help with that bit. Hey, Patreon people, yeah. throw some cash Buy subscribers. Us. Hey, sub, hit that sub. So this is the second movie we've done, which is basically just boils down to a take on Faust. We obviously did Phantom of the Paradise, which is also a similar movie. Mm-hmm. Phantom of the Paradise, more of a spoof, because you can at least argue that it's a spoof of the uh, music industry in some respect. And also they include Dorian Gray elements and stuff like that. This movie, mostly you could say it's a spoof because of how just wacky the movie is the whole time. So it's kind of doing like a play on that kind of like morality play in a sense. And also of the music. The music is also obviously kind of a take on doo-wop and mm-hmm. rockabilly. And it's an adaptation of um like the the sixties movie is like a kind of a B movie. Yes. The sixties movie it's is just straight. Sort of self aware. It's yeah. got it's campy. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. This yeah. basically like the plot of the sixties Roger Corman movie is essentially the same thing. Hey man, if we can do Blank Man, we can do this fucking movie. All right? This movie you is know what? way can more fun. Look at the energy we're bringing to this fucking room right now. Yeah. It is glowing in here, and we turn the lights way down. <laughs> so right off the bat, uh, this movie has uh, maybe one of the best openings of a movie ever. And probably one of my favorite sings scenes sings. ever. <laughs> one sings of my favorite all my, Well, that's what you call scenes. All the sing sings were really good in this movie. Yeah. And Steve Martin could surprisingly do a, a pretty good sing. Oh my god! When they twisted me, they twisted my arm. They dragged me around. Steve Martin was this bad boy on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. and his girlfriend was like, "He's got a job." And then he was a fucking dentist. God. <laughs> Holy shit. 
Of no, course. I actually, that was that was fun. Yeah, I we'll, we'll get one. to the dentist. Don't you worry. No, I'm bringing it up now. Let's okay, we can yeah, talk about it now. Do a deep dive on just that scene, <laughs> and then the head back to the beginning. Skip, skip what I wanted to nah, say. You yes. can go back to the beginning. You're right. <laughs> oh my God, Kelly, you have really taken a heel turn these last couple episodes. You have actually. You've become fuck you, Kelly. Antagonistic. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a nice time with my friend. Okay. And talk about a movie we like. <laughs> I want to peel back this curtain. Oh no. Listen. I've been nothing but nice this whole time for you to come in here. Listener, this is the third episode we're recording, so just fucking soak in this energy. What other episodes have we recorded? We did Blank Man, of course. I don't know what other episode we did. And could have next been week's episode. This oh. is the third one chronologically. Marty, edit a point wow. here. Continue. He's the, you're the Joker of this podcast. <laughs> he just loves anarchy. He wants to watch the world I burn. I love God. watching the world burn. It feels good. Uh, of course, I I'm like talking about. Of course, I'm talking about Skid Row, the yeah. very well, famous that's not song. The first song. No, I know it's not. Little Shop of Horrors is the first song. You keep getting the facts wrong. I know, but it's a prelude into the opening scene. This is basically the opening scene. We meet the Greek chorus. We meet Seymour. You're right. Skid Row. We meet Audrey. It's, it is. It's the, uh, so much better. It and sets it's up also, the world. Yeah. It's like you true. get and and we're gonna get to the first song is more like just like the Greek chorus's introduction. Like, hey, here we are to tell yes. you a story. Yes. Now we're gonna tell the story. Right. So Skid Row also is like the the ending song of the musical, which was not used in the film version of it, uh, called "Don't Feed the Plants." Is kind of like a similar like it's it works as like a secular thing. We're like Skid Row. We meet a secular. Thing. We meet it's all a of sickle. It's cutting down grain. circular. Sorry, secular. We meet nah, all like of Scott yeah. Potter. I was fuck you guys. I, we Let meet... Marty talk, Kelly. <laughs> Interrupted him first. <laughs> Why are we talking about that first song? Where it's like, a uh, little shop of horrors. <laughs> Meet the motherfucking Feebles. The motherfucking Feebles. The Kel- fucking Feebles. Kelly hates this movie. I do heat the Feebs. Heat the Feebs. I heat the Feebs. Uh, this is already, we're 10 minutes in and I know, this has gone completely off, off the, the fucking rails. Okay. <laughs> That's the goal. We meet the poor neighborhood of Skid Row. The end of the movie, the original ending of this movie, uh, ends with us with the poor people again, or like with the general public again. So, like the opening of this movie is like it's meet the true. general public. We We're go into side of this world, on correct? This little block, and then we hone in on uh, Mushnik's flower shop, which is the basis of our entire film. This this flower the shop. The screenplay says exterior day. Hone in on Mushnik's. <laughs> yeah, Dolly, and then they did. And I gotta say. Skid Row as a song is obviously incredible, but the staging and blocking of this number is, like, so good. The little, like, tilt-downs to reveal, like, people laying on the ground who roll over and say, downtown or Skid Row or whatever. Like, all of that stuff. The moment when Rick Moranis... The part... Sorry, no, no, no. You, uh, you may be saying the same thing. The part where... The fence? The fence, yeah, the is, fence is so, so scary. It's so good. Oh Rick Moranis approaches a fence, and then, like, tons of people are crawling over the fence and singing it's at him. It's like Dawn of the freaking Dead. No, it's... But the, this was before... Wait, no, it was after that It was after. <laughs> I'm thinking of the remake. Yeah. Dude, my cat is climbing through the rafters of the studio. Really, right Archie now. is trying to like Archie's fucking shit. Up he right he now, goes up. Like. This is not the first time he's done. Archie this is gonna die, <laughs> or he's gonna dive bomb us. Archie, wow. what are you doing? Hello, Kelly, you're tall. You wanna? <laughs> no, I don't want to fuck with him at all. Yeah, I actually kind of don't think you should. I think you gotta let him get down from there. I mean, I can do it. I just don't want to walk over there. Whatever. Archie, you're he, derailing he this podcast. This. Yeah. That's my job. All right, where were we? 
So obviously we meet Rick Moranis as our lead character, Seymour. You're fine eating chips. I'll wait. I'll wait. We meet Rick Moranis. He's eating chips. (laughs) (laughs) And we meet Ellen Green, who is playing, of course, Audrey. An iconic performance from Ellen Green. She still still plays Audrey on Broadway. She did uh, an encore's off-Broadway performance like four years ago, famously, with Jake Gyllenhaal playing Seymour Crowborn. Mm-hmm. And Taryn Killam as the dentist. Oh, oh, nice. Kelly, why did that make you so mad? I just didn't like Audrey's voice. Really? Yeah, it was... That's like the whole thing. That's like was, her whole deal. Yeah. I didn't, like, I didn't then, like the way the character was written. I didn't like her voice. What? This right. is a nice guy. This is like a written by a nice hey, guy. Hey, Mr. J! <laughs> yeah. It is Harley Quinn. I would say, like, she is written in a way that the main characters of this play, there's four main characters of the musical. <laughs> what did you just do? I don't know. See, Why I did it geek you out know. so much? <laughs> did it like a robot? Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the arm was. It's the arm. The arm is more of a rope, but it was just like. I don't know. Whatever. Sorry. People know what Little Shop is. So I don't think we have to describe the plot too much. What I would say is that... Do they? I didn't... I haven't seen it. I didn't know anything about oh, it. God. Okay. I think they performed it for our high school musical once, and you know what? I didn't see it. Okay. Seymour That's gets... problem, man. Our main character, Seymour Rick Moranis, gets a plant. Yeah, let me explain it. Oh, my God. His middle name is Rick? <laughs> Just let me get it out, please. <laughs> uh, okay. Isolate that. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a plant. It looks like a Venus flytrap. He discovers that it feeds on blood. He starts feeding his own blood. Eventually, he starts feeding it full people. And Why? Why? What's his motivation? His motivation is that he desperately wants to be with his coworker at this flower shop named Audrey. His colleague. He sure. names the plant Audrey, too. Correct. After, After her. Audrey. Mm-hmm. And sequel. he eventually causes her boyfriend to die and feeds him to the plant and then eventually the owner of the flower shop is eaten by the plant due to Seymour's machinations and in the original ending of this film Audrey, his love interest is eaten by the plant and Seymour himself is eaten by the plant trying to kill the plant after realizing what the yeah, plant is doing yeah, in the original, right, so this is I come to find out the uh, the theatrical version is not the actual version of the musical, the ending is not the same in the theatrical version. The theatrical version is the happy ending. Has the happy ending? Yes. So it's just the movie that has... You just said that, like, that's Sorry. canon. You just said that... So it, that's in the director's cut. They all get eaten. Correct. In the theatrical version and in the stage version. No, the stage version is they all get eaten. Every version of this movie except the theatrical release of gotcha. this film gotcha. ends with the actual gotcha. ending, which is they all okay. get eaten by the plant. And this is going to be... A big... The be- we've already spent... Four hours arguing about this. (laughs) We'll get into it. So that's basically the gist of the play. What I would say is that the four main characters, which are Seymour, the boyfriend, Audrey, and Mr. Mushnick. There's nine. I think there's nine named characters total. Correct. There's there's a couple, like, cameo parts, and then there's the Greek chorus who are our narrators for the whole piece. And for the listener, it's not a bunch of Greek guys. It's it's an expression. Yeah. Oh, they weren't Greek? (laughs) They might have been Greek. Uh, 
I would say they each represent. They each die from their own personal failings. So you saying Audrey is underwritten? Uh, I get it. Now. She dies because she's naive. They represent the nine deadly sins, of course. <laughs> yes, How could, that's why you guys like this film. <laughs> Let's so name much. them. Last one is off the podcast. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll go first. Okay, okay, greed. Okay, uh, murder. He's off, right? Yeah, he's off the podcast. Sorry, Kelly. No, you it. can't kill people. <laughs> you're, you're dead. I'm gonna feed you to my plant right, right. now. Uh, I've got a plant. Tax evasion. I've got a plant that's gonna eat you right here, Kelly. Oh my god! Good. <laughs> he just gives it away. <laughs> oh no! This podcast—it's already so off the rails. We might as well. He took out the perm- the permit cuppet again. He took out the fucking permit. That's puppet. your novelty item again. Kelly. I'm upset. I'm not doing the novelty item this week. Um, oh yeah, I am. Oh, so <laughs> Audrey dies from her naivety, or I her can't na- say words this week. Whatever, Christmas. She's naive. Uh, it's the, pr- here, I'll pronounce it for you. Naivete. <laughs> Thank you. The owner of the shop Wait, dies from his greed. Again. Sorry, isolate that <clears throat> for the sound effects record. Naivete. Ooh. The owner oh. dies from his greed. The dentist dies from his like wrath and. Seymour dies from his... Covening his neighbor's wife. Basically. No, basically. That is oh, what kind of, shit. Kind of it it is. actually is the deadly sin. I'm a genius. Yeah, the dentist is his neighbor. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Well, In a his, sense, yes. They are, yeah. He, he, slept, he slept right there. In the same sense that we all are neighbors, brothers oh, and sisters. I love you guys. Because the Bible tells me so. <laughs> so what I would say, that the another like big thing in this movie is how it handles, like, portraying these characters in a way the only characters who are portrayed as like totally immoral is the dent is the dentist right he's portrayed as a sadist who even when he is but, okay hold on he's he is but he's not it's his thing like he found a way to exist in a society well, where he's allowed he's, to cause pain mm, as a living Kelly, I feel bit. like you're just saying this just to argue. Oh, a little bit. You're just being. Because oh my god, the whole yeah, point. A bad I'm putting up a glass. Someone's got to fix this your is... fucking teeth. I, I would yeah, say, yeah, but it doesn't have to be painful. He, enjoy, this he makes the, it more it's painful. Based, what than it needs in the '60s? Yeah, it he hurt makes back it then. more painful. Than, you know this, grit. Kelly. You know this, and you're just being a little heel. You're just being a little fucking... <laughs> Sorry, I don't get off to this film as much as you guys. Yeah, I was jerking off the whole time. Yeah, I could tell you're that. You're a real... Yeah, I look like a skeleton Beat now. the Feebles really <laughs> fucked you up, huh? You drained you of all your fluids? <laughs> yeah. I turned you into a skeleton? I look like in Scary Movie, the pilot oh, episode. Yeah, that's right. Okay. He's a say. I would say, like, they go out of their way to give him... There's a... A patient of his who shows up to who's really into getting dental surgery because he likes the pain a lot, and the dentist Oren uh, hates this. You patient. said the first name of um. You said the first name of Steve Martin's character. Yes. Before you said that it's Steve played by Martin. Steve Martin. Yes. And it's fucking Bill, Bill Murray, Murray is, is the cameo. cameo. Okay. I know. I know. All right. I know. <laughs> it's a great cameo. That's such a good. It is. That's movie. the best cameo in the movie. There's a lot of cameos in this John movie. Candy's John Candy. John Candy. Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest plays the first customer who shows up and just says, "What an interesting plant." Yeah. Which is really funny. It's like out of. It's like um. They came together. Is kind of it, doing it, that. Yeah, yeah, it felt very like stagey on is purpose. Is guest yeah. a cameo though? Is that a yes. cameo? Yes. He's a guest. <laughs> all right. I would say all of those, all of those people we just listed are all cameos. John Belushi shows up. Yeah. At one right. point, 
uh, or Jim Belushi. Sorry. So are Jim we? Belushi. Is it open? Do you? Are we? Can we just? Are we open? Is it open field now for comments? Yeah, we can just we can just start talking about the movie. A <laughs> Sounds little more good. Broadly. I'm ready. Okay. okay. Good. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to give some context. The, so the, the just story. one of the first. So one of the main reasons I like this movie uh-huh. is like, holy shit, that puppet. It's yeah. so good. Okay. Nailed it. The puppet is. I was incredible. ready to be the heel. No feebles need apply. That fellas. puppet was incredible. The it way they handle so the plant, it's so good, and that we'll get to the ending again. But the ending mo- of this movie, the puppetry and the ending sequence, the final song in the movie is like also just awesome. Like it's just uh, ahead of its, it's time. Crazy, yeah. It's, it's, it's like really good, and it's all you know what? Okay, it ages very is, is, well. Yeah, is is the take of like practical effects are so much better than CGI? Is it's that done? Of this is that movie. over now? No, it's just because of this movie. This movie I don't mean oh, it's still it. true, but I'm just like. You don't get any points for saying that anymore, right? It's complicated because this is a mix of practical and... I mean, they're still using, like, trickery to make it look bigger and Yeah, that's still practical. Yeah, Yeah. camera tricks are still still practical. Rick Moranis had to learn sleight of hand for this film. (laughs) He was wearing a top hat. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot. Uh, He kept giving the plant a card. I guess what I mean is the the effects that... uh, They use practical effects in this movie, and it looks so great. Like, the miniatures and, like, yeah, right? The, like, forced perspective stuff. It all looks... So fucking when we, good. Yeah. When we first see the plant like thirsting after blood, we only see it in shadow. So you just see the lips moving in a shadow. Yeah. It's just incredible. This movie is so fucking yeah. good. Every shot with the plant in it had me on the edge of my seat because I was like, I can't wait to see this little guy or this big guy or this medium sized guy move. Feed yeah. me Seymour. Whoa. Yeah, you said you would well, do it. I, so. I said I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Also love the voice acting once he was a big guy and he learned English. Yeah. What a quick learner. Learned English. Yeah. I think the idea is that he already knew English because the idea is that the plant is actually an alien from outer space. Yeah. A mean green I mean, mother from outer space, you yeah. might say. A mean and green. And you a mother from it. outer space. Uh, <laughs> and I'm from outer space. Space. Uh, um. So yeah, that that's yeah. how it ends. Is in the the real version, as Marty would say, they get eaten, and then also sales salesmen come yes. and they say, "Hey Seymour, we took the liberty of taking a snipping from your giant plant, and we've mass produced it, and yep. now there's one every home in America." And uh, so then, uh, yep. Uh, Oh, the plants. plants take over. We see them storming New York City, and there's like army men trying to get. It. There's a part where like one like comes from like around a billboard or something, and then this it, there's just like music and sound effects. But we see it like whip zooms in on one of the soldiers' face, and we just see him mouth. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. It, the literally ending shot is the uh, one of the Audreys on top of the uh, Statue of Liberty, and then it crashes through the movie screen. Is the idea? Yeah, and it, even that looks so okay because I I got to see it in theaters. They did a screening with at the, the Avalon ending. of the and with the ending, and okay. I was like, "Is this really happening?" Yeah, no, <laughs> it's so good. But it do, it do, it looks yeah, it's nuts. The, so the original ending, I love it so much. It fits the idea. The big idea in this movie is like. It's as as we've talked about many times off mic. It's very much a theme of capitalism, right? And it's a very much a theme about the working class trying to cut corners and losing their morality. And the movie punishes them to for get this. Out of Skid Row, correct? And what's the lesson? To be a pig and live in your fucking slop. Stick to your morals. Oh, so the plant was his dad? Holy (laughs) shit. It all makes sense now. Seymour, I am your father. Oh my god, what a twist. Uh, so the ending with like everyone dying and it all being Seymour's fault that the world ends also 
it like works really well, but it also just bums me out so much because like that's what I, that's why I don't like that's why I prefer the happy ending is just because so, Frank Oz is it a happy ending though. The happy ending came about because Frank Oz, they tested this movie. It had recordly low test screen, test scores with Which the original ending. Uh, with the sad ending, yes. And they had to reshoot the ending. And Frank Oz had a quote later on saying something like, I regret having to change the ending, but I also understand that in a musical, the lead actors get to come back out and take a bow, and the crowd gets it a clear chat, clear for clear for them, cheer, cheer for, for them. them. Well, because this movie, movie is it's it's that. a tragedy. Like yes. back in the day, yes. half of half of stories had a sad ending. Yes, and it's the yeah. same thing. You get to like, okay, the story is complete, and like we like learn something. This is just like a thing that happened. Yeah, but yeah, with the movie, and especially to have the plant, it just feels like the just the the air gets let yeah. out. Like to have the plant like come at you, and then it's just like, yeah, everybody dies. Now here's yeah. some words. All, all yeah. these characters that you were attached to, they are dead, and now it's a war and you're dead. Plants. Yeah, and, and your mom is dead. Yeah, and your uncle is dead. And we're that plant, your uncle sad. got eaten by a. Audrey too, and so did your dog. And here's that, the credits. I hate you. They came to eat Cleveland, Peoria, and Des Moines. Normal <laughs> is gone from the plants. They ate everybody in Normal, Illinois. Here is who the assistant director was. <laughs> That's true. That would be the first name that comes up. In it would have been. Here's what you do. I got it. I'm gonna punch up this movie right now. Okay, Kelly. You well, do wow, the original is, ending, and they everyone dies. But then, after you introduce j- just the assistant director comes up on screen, just his name. He's a lucky son of a gun. And then you do the whole. Uh, Rick Moranis' character went on to lead a happy life. They had 20 kids, and they, yeah. you just pretend they don't die. It's easy. Or just they have a house in the plant's tummy. So wait, you yeah. just did the ending that they did, though, which is basically the same ending. No, you just pretend they don't die, but they do die. Oh, so you okay. get the best of both worlds. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a happy ending sequence. and a tragedy. Yeah. The, the, end of the theatrical ending of this movie is basically done in the way of one of the songs, which is uh, Somewhere That's Green. So Audrey has a big song where she dreams about... God. And the dryer. Can I? St- okay, I'll, I'll let yeah, you finish. Ahead, but now ahead. that I'm thinking of it, probably my favorite joke in this entire movie mm-hmm. is during somewhere that's green. There's like the scene where she's like kind of like dancing through her kitchen, like doing a little ballet thing. And there's a part where she like sort of like sashays away from camera and is like facing away, and then she sashays and swings dramatically back and tiptoes across the kitchen and then sort of slows down and then extends her arms and just gently traces the shape of the toaster yeah, on the counter. Yeah, yeah. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. but also so sad because the idea is that like her life is so shitty that her ideal life is just like having like lower middle class income. Like oh, she's like, you her gotta I- go to a bodega for a slice of toast. <laughs> Big whoop, sister. Yeah. Get, yeah. Grow a pair. Yeah, New York's a tough city. Baby, poor Larry, you're back. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, poor Larry? Cut it, out, cut it out, cut Party. it out, cut it out. I just okay. The one thing I don't like is that she's with Steve Martin. Yep, she gets beat up. Yeah, that sucks. But yes, Rick Moranis' character just being like, yeah, she gets beat up. She sucks. Bad. But it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's, whatever. It sucks that she's in an abusive relationship. But the fact that like Rick Moranis does help kill Steve Martin's character and then yes. like gets the girl from it. It's just such like a nice guy, like I'm a good guy. That's yeah, a good it's a friend zone based 
It's not even plot. friend zone based. It's just like he doesn't deserve anything for being a nice. Well, yeah, and that's why he. That's, uh, that's dies, why he dies. Yeah, that's the point of the musical, though. You're yeah, he's supposed to it. die. He's a fucking dungo. Yeah, the idea is that Seymour is ultimately like a really greedy person. In the All right, end. I'm gonna break yeah. the the <clears throat> debate between you saying the happy ending's better and you saying the original ending's better. Oh, you already did this. Marty's ending. Oh, oh, wow. I win. Well, Marty's also ending. the original writers ending. of the musical and the director would agree with you. So clearly I am the Like nobody out. wanted to release it with a the theatrical. And the movie didn't do well and wasn't like well regarded at the time it because it came bigger, out with the wrong ending. Well, uh, hold on. I don't think it would have They already well paid for it. <laughs> I know that. But no, but the, <laughs> yeah, but that's not how it, they If they see the ending, they bought the Scott, ticket. You've grown up in a capitalist environment. You know how it. Word of mouth matters. I mean, like, and the reshoot cost them like so much extra money because they had to like bring like Jim Belushi wasn't in this movie at one point it was somebody else they had to recast that part because they couldn't get the actor back to wow. do it wow it's like Sonic it is exactly like Sonic ooh yeah. it is exactly back. like Sonic exactly like Sonic yeah. Eggman exactly, exactly like, like Sonic yes. Sonic the Hedgehog <sighs> when are we doing that one um next year ooh um, <laughs> I think that's what John Lennon was talking about Sonic in the with the walrus I am the Sonic. No, I am the Eggman. He's <laughs> yeah, that is what he, he was did. Precursor. I am yes. the Eggman. I, I am the, the Sonic. Cuckoo, <laughs> Give me my rings. I'll find them. I'm going zone. <laughs> All right, I'm done with that bit. <laughs> so I yeah, I had written down like a few of my favorite songs, which were obviously I said Skid Row, Don't Feed the Plants. Those are my favorite. Skid Row is the best one. Skid Row's a banger. Suddenly Seymour is obviously quite good, and Somewhere mm-hmm. That Green is obviously quite good. Suddenly mm-hmm. Seymour's uh, fine, but the set piece for it was weird. They're in the alley for it. So yeah. I think I think they it's br- like a it comes out across a couple or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, Skid Row looks shitty. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like you gotta. Yeah, oh, it's almost like a row. It's like a like a, somebody had, like made like I a wish, streak of shit. On if only they had city. some rich guy to trickle down his economics on that, <laughs> like Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I wish trickle down sounds kind of fucking nasty. It's yeah, it gross, does, right? dude. Whenever what's, I think yeah. of what's trickle down trickle economics, you? I think like about people. my. Why does sink? it have to be like fluid? Yeah, yeah, it's nasty. I wish someone would show me a way to get out of here. Hmm. That's it. That's all I had to say. All right. <laughs> Poor. We're grassy. All my green. life, I've always been poor. I keep asking God what I'm for. He tells me, gee, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Sweep that floor, kid. Yo, thank God <laughs> Rick God's Moranis very is coming back. Standoffish. Though. He's an yes, asshole. He I'm so excited. There's for floors his in heaven. God's return? No, Rick Moranis. Oh. Well, God, too, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who couldn't be? Except Rick Moranis. For his encore. He's going to be in the Josh Gad, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, I believe. Correct? Yeah. What are they calling it? Honey, we shrunk the kids. No, they already made that. Honey, one. I <laughs> you shrunk the kids. No, I think, think they made all three of those. I, honey, I've been shrunken. No, honey, someone shrunk the kids. I don't know who, <laughs> but sh- it wasn't I me. I think it's called something dumb. I think it's just called shrunk. It is called shrunk. You're it's right. like a it's minimalist title. But they should have said, "Honey, I shrunk the grandkids." That would have been so good. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do he's that? That's so old, good. dude. But I think Gad's gonna be the one who shrinks people, though. Can we talk about something? Egad? Yeah. <laughs> Egad. <laughs> Unlike how we <laughs> Egads. <laughs> Egads fucking they're talking about remaking this movie. I know. Don't touch the damn it's, thing. You know, <laughs> it is pretty old. I would say I don't think they should remake it. It's I think already it's, perfect, I think it's good. I think Kelly. it's good the way it is. I'm okay with them remaking it. And only because like you know what they're gonna do though? They're gonna give it like a Transformers remake. They're gonna. <laughs> I'm Audrey too. <laughs> Put the cube in my plant, Rick. 
Seymour, the all spark. I do worry that like they'll try to lose the staginess of this. Like that's what works about this movie is that it does feel like a set. Like it clearly is like a set and they don't really hide that very well. That's, like it's I think that was a, their goal. I yeah. like that. I know, I, I agree with you. I'm hoping that they won't change that. I like what I like I, that. My worry is like the Audrey 2 no. Seymour like fight at the end. I'm gonna isolate that and use that as the snare. I'm gonna make a whole song. Sorry, our new Marty. theme song. You're t- we're talking all over you, but this is how it feels for me every I, week. I know it is. I know it is. That's why. That's why it's like I'm like you know what? It's annoying, but boy, I have nothing to say. <laughs> one, one out of twenty-seven, not so bad. <laughs> uh, this is ooh, good. Good on you, Kelly. Good counting. Yeah, Kurt I Cobain. Took, I drank my brain wine tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, wine. did you? I can't tell. Brain wine. <laughs> it's new. It's got uh, vitamins. Yeah, they call it brine. I oh think we God. should just rate this movie, gentlemen. No, man, it's so much fun. <laughs> we have other segments to get to, Kelly. Yeah, yeah but those what, are boring. What more is there to say? How? It's so uh, rare that we talk about a movie that's fun to talk about. Fair enough. It's it's a banger it's of a like movie as a spoof, though. I don't know. It's not. It's like wacky it's and stuff, really but that's spoof, like the weakest parts musical. of this movie, for me at least. Like all the like jokier parts. We've talked about this before. The John Candy part is let's, not great. You know like, what? Okay. We didn't. I th- Let's just briefly revisit yeah. the Steve Martin's performance. We talked about the cameo so with Bill Murray. To go back to that. Very, very funny. Like that bit would. First of all, the Bill Murray cameo, that would it's hold so up funny. today. It if did that was in Will Ferrell's yeah. ski movie, I, it would still fucking. I kill. watched it for the first time a week ago, and I was like, this is funny. It was really funny. Very good. Holds up super fucking that, well. That mouth prop during the dentist song is Him like just incredible. spitting out cotton balls. It's like the opposite of that one scene in Elf. <laughs> That's where Will Ferrell got it. That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Steve Martin's performance. His just, performance, his is physicality, really good. which it's I know. This is not, you know, a unique fucking perspective, but just the way he moves in this movie yes. is so fucking funny. Like the part like where he like goes in the doorway and then he like pot there's a girl with a little girl with a doll and he like freezes and like without even looking just like whips his hand back and rips yeah. the head off like super yes. dramatically and then like keeps like swagger. He like keeps opening off, like, doors and they keep slamming into people and he times <laughs> it perfectly every like, time. Like yeah. all that stuff was so good. He like literally slaps one of his patients like in the face. It was, now spit. Okay, this was like I feel like this is peak Steve Martin too. This is like yes. when he was regarded Dude, the as like the shot from the inside of the, the mouth. Holy That's fucking! Sh- oh my yeah, god, that prop is so good. That's, that was. I think oh I said god. recently, like if I were to own any movie prop from any movie, I would want to own the mouth that they the use inside. for that shot. It's not even the mouth; it's the inside, inside of the, the mouth. mouth. Yes, like the outside probably doesn't look like anything because they didn't shoot it. But yeah, the inside. <laughs> he literally sings that. I'm gonna sing <laughs> it a little. Exist. I'm gonna sing a little bit from that song. He goes, "I am your dentist." He like breaks his voice at the top of oh, it. It's, it's so, so funny. Good. It's so good. And I don't know. He's a, he's got like a big role in the movie too, and it's yeah. like featuring. He got like a. I don't know. He, yeah. yeah, they made it because like he was, was hot. Shit at the time. It's tough because he's he only really in was. like four scenes in the movie. Though. That's the thing is like I feel like I haven't watched a lot of like peak Steve Martin. I've only yeah. watched like Cheaper by the Dozen, Cheaper by the Dozen Ooh. Two, Cheaper by the Dozen Three, Four. That's five, the six, Renaissance seven, of Steve Martin, of course. Yeah. Ah, yes, yeah, which, but that's too. That's giving him too much credit because I like the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> I liked during the uh, the Steve Martin number two. There's a an allusion to when he goes and sees the shrine to his mother. Saying that all psychopaths yeah. have fucking mommy issues. Yeah. Oh, mama. But he did good by his mama. I'm telling you guys. Yeah. Would you like to know a fun fact? I, I do. Mm, me, me, the me. three singers, they, they're addressed by their first names, and it's like yes. Sherelle, mm-hmm. uh, Crystal, 
I forget the third. Yeah. But they're all named after, uh, like, girl groups, like the Supremes uh, type, uh, okay. the Shirelles, okay. the Crystals. Gotcha. The third ones. <laughs> That's great. Uh, they're, they're, by the way, the three of them are incredible in this movie. One of, okay, so here's good. another fucking hot take for uh-huh. you. One of them is way better than the other two. Okay. And sure. I forget which, I was listening I to the soundtrack today. I do remember thinking that. Yeah, one of them is way better than the other two. I think I that's remember. usually how the musical works. I'm pretty sure it's always like one of them <laughs> they, is. They're like, we need, okay, we're casting one good singer and two uh, I think it's usually, it is usually you like they get like a snap. star for the one part and they usually get like a support for the other two. Kind they of. felt equal in the movie, okay. like uh, presence-wise, but just uh, voice-wise is what I mean. There's One is just way better. If you want to know who's the good one, I would guess. The opening of Skid Row is this long take on an alleyway of a woman singing the opening part of Skid Row, and it's a long take, which involves a costume change mid-take, because we see the Creek Chorus walk out when they're dressed and as teenagers. that's the good one. And then she comes, the camera pulls out on this old woman and reveals her dressed in her, like, Greek Chorus dress, so she definitely went off screen, changed, and no. came back in. No. Absolutely, yes. There's no. Yeah. Spoiler. No. We can we can watch it. We'll watch it afterwards. I don't believe it's the, a long take with a costume change. Yeah. I'm telling you. You're it not happened. gonna believe this. I'm gonna spoil this for you. Uh-huh. That girl that got the costume changed really well was me. That was the good one the of good the three. One. I mean, I would guess. I think she was like the one who has like most of the the. If she can parts. sing good, you know she can costume change fast as hell. Oh, like, hell yeah! <laughs> All right, what's next? <laughs> Uh, I would. I also wanted to say the the part in Supper Time when we cut to the the window shot of the Greek chorus emerging from the shadows across the street when they're going. It's supper time. Yeah, is like oh, that's, oh, it's so good. It gets me good every song. single time. The Chills part every where time. Um, he's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so good. It plays in my head all the time. Anytime I, I don't know something, <laughs> the line that sticks with me is. Feed me, Seymour. Yeah, that one. Well, over you're over not alone again. in that. Feed me all Kelly, night long. I think it's a, quite a memorable it's line. It's a memorable uh, line. Would you guys ever perform this, a cover from this musical? <laughs> we should Why? cover the whole you should, the soundtrack album. Why not? Next Halloween. Halloween. Okay. We should just yeah. put on a production of it. Screw I'll it. play Audrey 2. We'll okay. get a grant. I'll apply to the government. Audrey 2 is my dream part, by the way. If I could ever do a part in a musical, I would want I would to love to do Audrey. you as Audrey 2. And not being yes. on stage at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just my voice. Just no, my voice. Usually too. they're on stage. You, they actually don't usually do they a plant. The, they usually do a it, costume. Of you can kind. rent. Uh, from what I've told, I've been told you mm. can like you rent the plant. Like there's because high schools put on this yeah. musical all the time, yeah. so they people will like rent out like yeah, the, plant the plant. And there's one guy who they, they call him. Oh, the he makes up. He's got a trailer fortune. that he hauls the plant from high yeah, school. Yeah, when you need it, probably got like a bunch of different. Yeah, I hosed it out. Yeah, I got I got a small one. If you need a small one for your stage production, why do some people like to start big and just keep it big the whole time? But nah. we do have the small one. <laughs> if you want to use the small some one, some people like it to grow. It's like the know. size of a peach pie. Okay, you can put it down on the ground, and people can fall into. Why do okay. I have a neck beard? You ask. Well, I don't interact with no, humans. Uh, very Kelly, often. I need to stop you. I need to stop you. What? I need to stop you. <laughs> What's going on? The guy so said rich. that the plant the is as, he. The frame of reference he used for the size of it was a peach pie and then he said you can put it on the ground and fall into it yeah you can fall into it you need to. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what we like to do is put an angle Marty near has above collapsed it so the audience can see <laughs> yeah you did the tricks the eye and the audience can fall watch I feel like a person this is offensive. Fall in there. i don't know <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing 
We're just all, playing, I, all I'm doing is dropping my jaw down and trying to strain my You're doing your De Niro offensive. impression. Yeah, basically. <laughs> hey, give me that pill. Hey, give me that pill. Actually, it's kind of Marlon Brando. <laughs> you talking to plants? You talking to plants? Oh, my God. There's no other plants here. Done. We got to pull out. Can Let's rate this mother. On. Yeah. As a movie, 10 out of 10. One of my sure. favorite movies with the correct ending, I would say, as my only caveat. Uh, some of the my favorite musical numbers ever. And I do think... Moranis brings he makes Seymour so likable that you do cheer for him despite the fact that he is like a monster oh he dresses like every he part of the reason I feel like this movie holds up is because he dresses like every like fucking Tame Impala fan like (laughs) he does look like a hipster yeah yeah Uh, as a spoof six out of ten it's a decent enough spoof of what it's going after but it's not trying super it's not focused on that it's more focused on the story and the characters than it is on wacky hijinks and gags and making fun of anything too specific like it's pretty much just a straightforward movie with some jokes and stuff but enough to give it a six out of ten. Oh my god wow but as a movie the best one we've watched so far Damn. You go. I'll go. Yeah. As a spoof, like 2 out of 10. It's not really a spoof. <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah. You motherfucker. It's kind of making fun of like some elements from some genres. I guess it's like a genre spoof. It's it's a, it's a B-movie genre spoof. And exactly. I give it a 10 out of 10. Yes. Uh, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. <laughs> I agree with you, actually, that it is a B-movie genre spoof, because it is like making fun of some of the tropes of that stuff. But it's like not doing that a ton. 4 not out of 10 as a spoof. You guys have convinced me it is a B-movie genre spoof. Spoof. Nice. Be movie uh, genre spoof. Like uh, eight out of ten as a movie. Can't join you. Wow. Can't I, hit the ten out of ten. That's probably your highest rating for a Kelly, movie yet, and you did not seem to like this movie. No, much. it's not. I've given out ten out of ten. Kelly has mm. a very high bar. He is a connoisseur. No, I liked it. It was good. <laughs> much like much like in gymnastics, Kelly, Kelly has a high bar. Yeah. Wow. Scott. Yeah. Do you have a novelty song to play us? I do not. <laughs> it is not a novelty song. It's no. just a normal song. It's a couple songs that are it's musical theater. It's girl talk. Oh, from what musical theater? He picked from... his favorite girl talk song. <laughs> yeah. It's a mashup. It's my favorite spoof scoofs and mashable mash. Um, no, I'm just going to go in more depth about the music. Of Little Shop of Horrors. The music of Little Shop of Horrors was written by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. Menken did the notes, the music part mostly, and Hashman, Hash, Ashman, Hashman was mostly. Uh, back to the weed humor, I see. <laughs> yeah. Kelly's back in. Thematically rounding it out. Yes. Uh, he did the lyrics and he also directed um, the original Off Broadway, I believe. Off Broadway and. It's my segment. Sorry. Right? Uh, <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fucking with you. Uh, and, and he uh, wrote the screenplay for the movie, or was a co-writer for the screenplay. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I, this is the, I'm on the, under the hot seat. I know. You know all this shit, too. So far, so good, Scott, I would all say. Right. Oh, my God. I didn't realize I was going to be corrected, graded on this. Their first success uh, together uh, as a partnership was a musical adaptation of Kurt Vonnegut's God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
You are correct. <sighs> and their follow-up was Little Shop of Horrors. It broke the record for the most uh, successful off-Broadway musical. I don't know if it's been beaten since, but it broke the record. Uh, does that check out with you? Yeah, so far. Okay. So this is how our good, viewers good. feel. This is all old news. <laughs> 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 they went on to write the music uh, for the kickoff of the Disney Renaissance. That's The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. Uh, Howard Ashman, sadly, passed away from complications due to AIDS uh, before Aladdin was out. He was sick with it during uh, the writing of Beauty and the Beast. And then he wrote um, a bunch of songs for Aladdin, and they ended up using three in Aladdin. Um yeah, there's like a famous one it, that got cut. I vaguely remember this from like the Aladdin DVD extras, but it's like, uh, oh, we watched this. We we watched this while we were shooting a music video in a cabin that had no Wi-Fi and like six DVDs, and one of them was Aladdin. So, so I remember this. Cause I remember this detail that they cut. The, it's like a song where Aladdin sings to his uh, mother. Sings to his <laughs> so baggy and round. <laughs> it, it it was called like um. Saudi Arabia Row? No. (laughs) Oh my god, I see what you're doing. Down on Saudi Arabia Row. I forget, is it Agrabah? Is that the name of the... Yeah, down on Agrabah Row. I gotta steal an apple now! Yes, you go. Alright, go ahead. Anyways... Uh, so yeah, after that, uh, Mencken went on to write a bunch more Disney stuff and then returned to Broadway later, still alive, kicking, doing his thing. Um, so with that, let's delve deeper into the music. My favorite song is Some Fun Now, a total throwaway song that just bridges you from once it comes right after somewhere that's green. The camera pans up to the top of the building and the Greek chorus is just boogieing on the <laughs> on the yeah. roof. And and then it's a, it's a, like a sort of a montage of uh, Seymour um, feeding his fingies to the plant. Uh, but it's just, it's a it's a good song. It's got a like Calypso kind of vibe uh, with a syncopated beat and they keep doing uh, key changes, sort of uh, like a Love on Top, the Beyonce song. Mm-hmm. Similar uh, Motif, yeah, it's just a good song. Um, so, Mencken in an interview uh, talked about how the opening song has a contrast, and he, he tries to do this. Uh, contrast in other songs where, um, and this is the like, you know, little shop, yeah. little shop of the very, very first song. Uh, it's got a really fun, happy, Kelly, major key. <gasps> uh, <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, and the, so the music is promising you this is going to be a fun time, but then the lyrics are all a warning, like, don't come in here. This is yeah. going to be bad. It's yeah. not going to work out. And so uh, he wanted to have that uh, uh, juxtaposition. juxtaposition um, and so the the opening numbers uh, uh, that and uh, Skid Row, uh, it's just the characters telling you, "Hey, here's who I am, and here's what my motivations are." You yeah. know who Seymour is and wh- what he wants by the first, you know, two minutes of this movie because they're just you know giving you exposition through lyrics, and you're eating it up like the dumb fucking pig you are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. 
Seymour's just like, I'm poor. <laughs> I've always been poor. Yes. Yeah, anyways. I pray. But it's amazing that they can make it rhyme, make yep. it catchy, have like good, like, you know, like word feel through mm. all the lines, give you all this information in such a concise, like, and just nail all three of those aspects. But, and also not like make you feel like you're getting beat over the head with it. Like, you're saying, like, giving you all this information. It's like, yeah, but it's yeah. doing it in like a really fun way. Like, and it's really and they give you just enough, too, that we're like, hey, say he's poor, we move on. Like, yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's good fucking writing. So he uh, also, Mencken goes on to cite that somewhere that's green has the same juxtaposition where there's tragic undertones, but then if you look, the musical motif is like very like light and airy, and mm-hmm. she has a positive attitude even though she's talking about these negative things. And this also mirrors a juxtaposition in her character of like obviously this woman has like had a lot of horrible experiences and been through a lot, but she also has this like very like innocent quality as well and so that song it's a good you know song to just show who her character is um and so his his goals uh or their goals together writing these songs were to uh every song would wouldn't just be like a declaration or of it, it would start somewhere and end somewhere else whether that's like a character making a decision uh, you know, from the beginning of the song to the end, or we learn some new information in the story. That's you know, we by the from the beginning of the song, we're in a different place. By the end of the song, um, yeah, this, the movie in general also. That's like a thing we actually didn't talk about. Was that like most musicals? It does a lot of the like uh, montage or like bridging the gap work through the songs. But this movie does it like so efficiently and well that the movie feels like it's happening like so fast, but it's because the songs are covering so much ground. Yeah, well, and they can drop a, the Greek chorus lets them like sort of drop a montage in the middle of, yeah. so they can just, yeah, they can cover like a huge, because honestly, my second favorite ta- song is the, uh, the Meek Shall Inherit, but just the part where the Greek chorus doing that little like, dun, 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 that little like march mm-hmm. part, that's just catchy. It's yeah. cool. I don't know. Um, so one other note, these are kind of just randos I'm tagging on to the end here. Uh, the music uh, for the Feed Me line, if you in uh, the Feed Me Seymour song, there's a lot of like, feed me. Yeah, so they, they're using those like two quarter notes yeah. to uh, match the, the dialogue. And then suddenly Seymour, it's a gospel song. Yeah. Just straight yep, up. The yeah. end. Yeah. So, all right. There's my novelty cool. song. It's just me no. spouting a bunch of facts. Um it's a really Kelly was very respectful of me. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, I would never interrupt either host on the podcast. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> the movie, it's like the musical is like so influential and important. It's like one of the most popular and famous musicals ever, and it holds up today. It's still super, super fucking good. Yeah, they um, did a good job. Yeah, congrats, guys. <laughs> yeah, congrats, Isles. Kelly, I do have a question for you though. Okay, first, do you have a novelty product? It's why first, second. Do you want to die, bitch? <laughs> wow. Yes, I do. Wait, what was that answer to? Oh my god, kill him! Find out next week. Take out that bang gun. <laughs> oh, where is it? Uh, it's in the other sleeve, isn't it? Is it your arm? Kelly's doing it. Hold on, let me get Kermit out. Kermit's got no, some opinions. No, get the fuck out of here, Kermit. Kermit's got we should have brought Kermit out for the, um. Wait, cut this out. <laughs> I forgot we're still recording. It's a back scratcher. Oh. 
So good not thing a novelty product. we spent. <laughs> That's it's not moving on. <laughs> it serves a very specific oh. and useful purpose. Kelly, you said you were going to bring out a novelty product. Go ahead. I think it's a little broken from me keeping it in from my sleeve. scratching so hard. Yeah, from that. All right. I kept it in my sleeve on the way here to hide it. <laughs> to, and you pretended it was your hand, and you're like, "Look, I got Please. a little hand. <laughs> yeah, I got a little tiny hand." All right, I've got it. Ke- Kelly's back scratcher got a little damaged here in transit, uh, but it's good. It's made from good hickory. How much do you tell. think it's worth, Antiques Roadshow? <laughs> mm, well, you see the engraving on the on the side here says uh, George Washington. So on one G. side, Washington. Let's just give this a little visual representation for the viewer. Of course. On one side, it's it's got a monkey paw. <laughs> Where if you wish for your back to be scratched, he's scratching his palm like a fucking freak. Yeah, and then he's like pretending the to scratch his scratch dick. Both of those. He's, Marty is pretending to scratch his dick. You can use your Marty hand is for that, pretending Marty. to scratch his dick. You can use he's still now Marty. he's doing the roller on his dick and he's sticking his tongue out while he does it, and I'm laughing about it. <laughs> He's doing it more, and he's laughing harder. And this he's guy, bending over. This guy says he doesn't partake. <laughs> I don't partake. So you put it, you scratch your back with it. There's really not a lot to say about this. I could yeah. have done research. It but serves like, why? a very practical purpose. Yeah, because it's we have nothing to say about it. You know what I've always found? Here, I have talking something about to little say. shop before. I have something what? to say, Kelly. I'm what are you sorry. I have something to tell you about this. Yeah, let him know. Let him know, Scott. <laughs> Tell me. Tell me. I've always found that when you start scratching with one of these, my back always gets like itchy. It gets as itchy. I go. Yeah. It makes it, and then I just it's keep like, on going. That's it, like, like a, the that's itch. a theory about chapstick too, where yeah. if you don't use it, uh, your lips don't get chapped anymore. Which is yeah. not. I don't think that's entirely. Here's the true. thing: if I don't use it, my lips also get chapped. Yeah, they get it seems chapped like either just way. No matter what, but my lips get chapped. Like Carmix had in their formula. Carmax, Kelly. Carmax. No, you're, that's you're thinking the, of Carfax. Carfa- Carfax. I'm thinking of. It's Carmex. Daryl C A R M E X. I thought. <sighs> we love you, Milwaukee. We love you, Fisher Burgers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now you're just doing it to be just to be wrong. Car- Fish Burgers. Carmex. What was Kelly saying just to be wrong before? I just, for me oh. to be wrong. Yeah. His, his opinion on Little wrong. Shop. Yeah. What was? No. It? Wait. What? <laughs> he said something. Oh, like he, he said just, the dentist wasn't a sadist. Oh, yeah. he's, he's like, like no, he's like, I didn't say that. I said he wasn't. Society. I said it's he, Fisher Burgers, and the dentist was fine. He's doing. He made. He Kelly, they make the dentist like the obvious bad guy, yes. so you like Seymour I, still when he kills no, him. I get it, and Seymour okay. didn't kill him. Yeah, he does. He's a kill very him. neutral tale, in my opinion. He did kill him. He let him die. I'm just pointing out the obvious. You seen Breaking Bad? Yeah, that. Uh, Good. The dentist was a real fucking prick to his girlfriend, but he found his place in society. Yeah, inside the mouth of a plant. Inside the mouth of patients that liked pain. Kelly, tell us more about that. That was just one guy. The back scratcher yes. was very cheap. Okay. Uh, Where did you it buy it? It scratches your back. It's got a massager on one end. I bought it at uh, Art Now, when you say Start massager, Mart. go into more detail. What is what is the massager? Did you, really, did you really buy it at Art Smart Start Mart? Yeah. Scott and I went there like last September, and I'm finally out of novelty. You really products. bought? I didn't know. I don't oh. remember that. Oh, I was yeah. like, Scott, all right. I covered my eyes. Yeah. Scott, okay, you buy your items. Yeah, we, we, we. If you go on our TikTok, you can see the whole thing. Yeah, oh. it's just TikTok.com slash not Spoof Scoop Scott Kelly. <laughs> not Marty. The, not not the, <laughs> wait. Spoof Scoop Scott Kelly. Not the astronaut. Not Marty. 
<laughs> you guys don't. You guys have your own TikTok without me. Yeah. You don't even know what TikTok is, old man. I finally looked at the sign that's on your speaker behind you. Oh, yeah. Talk about it. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. You know, we talked a lot about other stuff, so I figured I'd bring in something light this week. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, good, we, I mean, good, it was, by the way, good call. Good, the, Kelly, thank you for thinking about uh, it. Listener, you, I, I probably cut out a lot of what we said about Little Shop. We said a lot about the, the really? movie. Yeah. No, Are we going to look in this three hours long? part. I feel like it'd be I don't, an hour. I th- it's an hour. An hour is good length. Plenty of podcasts go on for 90 minutes. That's true. I got something listen, to say I listen this. to so many podcasts that are an hour, and I get mad because I'm like, I want more. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's fair. Okay. This is not Let's one go of those podcasts. All right. I think okay. this one's good at 40. We <laughs> see more. Audrey. Yeah. Audrey, too. Mr. Mushnick. You, the listener. Born in on Mushnicks. Hold Lauren on. Scrivallo. I think I got, I got Scrivello. it. Scrivello. Yeah. You, the listener. Your dream role is... Uh, um, uh, Audrey too. My dream role is Audrey. Yeah, that's what I was. Aww. I thought you meant Audrey me. one when you said your dream role, and then Scott. Seymour. Scott can be Audrey, and then we'll cast. I don't know somebody else. You're gonna play Seymour for sure. Yeah. Sorry, Kelly. No, someone. A girl has to play Seymour. Oh, because we're switching roles. Yeah, we're doing mm-hmm. a little. Because you're not switch. a plan. It's more <laughs> fun. But that actually is like the only part I could probably sing would be. Why I'll play Mister Mushnick. <laughs> Done, and I'll be like, Hey, Seymour. Here's your health insurance for the month. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, boss. I'll be a good boss. Yeah. Thanks, boss. I Thanks for the living wage. <laughs> I don't need any foreign Seymour. plants to make my life better. Seymour, you don't look He's too hot. Why don't yeah. you take the rest of the day off? Okay, sir. I'm going to hey. go down and buy All a right. plant. I'm going to go check my 401k and see how much it's grown over the past we, months. Also, we did gloss over the recurring theme in spoof movies of a uh, guy who buys a plant from, uh, he buys like from like a mystic Chinese man. It seems to be, okay, it's, here's, the thought, here's the thing. Dude. Running theme yeah. in spoof movies is, yes, magic Asian people yes. and uh, women just being into uh, above, like, uh, super attractive women being into like below average looking guys for no reason. No, they. That is. This true. movie's. That's unfair to this movie because I think. Nah, Rick Moranis is fucking hot. He can do better than all. Yeah, of them. I guess. He's, and he's. Pretty, what was he's the, kind what's to her. The, is why she likes him because no one's kind to her. I he's kind of. I think where, that's like, they, they the did, stupider thing. <laughs> but that's 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 the thing the movie sets up. Young is that, Frankenstein yeah. was the that one was where the, I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, so who's who's hotter? Uh, <laughs> Wilder or Wilder or uh, Moranis? Moranis for sure. I think. All right, Moranis. I agree. Yeah. Easily. All right. All right. That's good. Welcome to our Moranis Stancast, more Stannis, our Game of Thrones <laughs> podcast. I'm Scott. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye. <laughs>